Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. This episode is sponsored by Benjamin Moore and Sherwin-Williams. Welcome to Paint Ed. I am Torlando, your host. So glad to be with you folks today. Uh, We got Alan Langer on the show. Uh, Man, I love this guy. He is he is the guy that I go to when I have a, a question about sales, when I am trying to up my game and understand the little things that turn into big, big impact. I go to Alan Langer. I always do. He's uh, he's always got brilliant insights, and I'm so glad to have him on the show. Part of the reason why I'm having on the show is because he is one of our expo speakers for this year's uh, expo happening March 2nd through the 4th, depending on when this episode is released, that's either coming up or it's in the past. Either way, uh, you're going to be able to get uh, really great uh, insight today from the show. Um, If you are uh, a listener today and and you are wanting to see this, if you're on audio, but you want to watch the video, get the get the nuance, get the the body language and the expression in our face. Uh, and 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 you want to see Alan's beautiful George Clooney like uh, <laughs> look, then then you're gonna want to download PC Overdrive. Get 400 plus hours of video content, uh, 5.99 a month for non-members, free with PCA membership. Go to pcaed.org to download and find it on the App Store. A lot of great things that we are offering with the PCA uh, medical benefits. Of course, um, our trade association is now um, one of the first to offer health plans through PCAMedicalBenefits.com. Um, this is, uh, of course, of course, our organization is not the insurer, right? But uh, through a, a, a partnership, an industry partnership, um, we have uh, made it so that you can actually apply for group benefit plans. Uh, leveraging the power of your trade association. You do have to be a PCA member to take advantage of this. But what better way to attract employees and keep them on board by providing medical benefits, PCAMedicalBenefits.com. Okay, so uh, there, sales is interesting. You know, I, I remember being a young painter and I was actually quite nervous about sales. I wasn't interested in it. Um, I really just wanted to to paint. Um, I wanted my boss to be the one to do the sales. Um, I didn't have an interest in, uh, you know, dealing with customers. In fact, I even remember one on one occasion where I actually pretended like I didn't speak English because I did not want to talk to people, which is surprising because you know, people who know me today, they're like, what are you talking? Like, you are an extrovert. You thrive on people. Well, back in the day, I didn't. I was actually a little nervous. It took me some time to get better at it. It was a practice skill. It was something that came over time. And eventually, I, I, it, it became a part of who I was. 
And it wasn't until, you know, being uh, on my own where I started to develop some of those scales, the, those sales skills. And, you know, one thing that I learned quite early on was this idea of mirroring. Um, where you are looking at the the person, you're being perceptive of the person, and you are uh, just ki kind of matching their energy, matching their tone, maybe you know, responding and repeating things. And and I knew vaguely what this meant, but what I didn't understand was how important body language was. I didn't understand quite what I was really understand what I was reading in terms of the body language. I didn't really understand where to go, where to where to have the conversation. You know, do we have it at the at the uh, kitchen table? Do we have it in the living room? These are all things that I didn't really understand or comprehend until I started uh, reading Alan's book uh, and listening to Alan and learning some of the things that he teaches, especially in the realm of body language. Body language is critically important to the sales process. Um, and there are really, um, I, you know, I don't know how many resources there are on the topic, but we're very fortunate to have Alan Langer as a resource to the PCA. So I want to bring Alan on and we're going to talk about body language today. Let's bring and welcome Alan Langer to the show. Hey, Alan, welcome back to Paint Ed. So glad to have you. Good morning. So wait a minute. You're telling me that you didn't like to talk to people, but I, I can't I can't imagine a world where you didn't like to talk to Isn't people. Isn't that weird? <laughs> I was I was really quite shy uh, all through high school and uh, and 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 really in my early twenties, I was really quite shy. Wow. It, it really was. Yeah, it's amazing how you can transform yourself. So uh, I know cool stuff. Well, thanks for having me again. This is I, I love being on your show. Thank you. Thank you. So, so Alan, uh, how, how was 2021 for you? Did you have a good year? Yes, I had a good year, but I tell you what, it was one of those up and down years. Mm -hmm. I'd have like one of those, oh, this was a great month and all of a sudden crickets the next month and then another great month. So it was not as steady mm -hmm. and, um, caused me to do some, you know, some self-evaluating and say, maybe that was my fault. Maybe it wasn't. I think it was a combination of the year and and some things, you know, you get caught up in things as you're running your own business and you chase shiny objects and things. So mm -hmm. I think my goal this year is one of my goals is to be a little more steady and consistent. But yeah, overall, I mean, you know, uh, it, it was really good. It was a really good year. My, my, my business did grow. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So, you know, when you were in um, at home sales, like in home sales, you, you, mm -hmm. you're, you know, your experience there is in Anderson Windows and Doors. Mm -hmm. um, which, you know, many of us, um, maybe we've, we've, we're staining those fiberglass doors, painting those doors. Maybe we have a, a, a relationship with an Anderson, you know, uh, company. Um, you did really, really well as a salesperson. And, and this is really where you cut your teeth, uh, in sales, right? Yeah. I started actually in selling sunrooms, uh, better living sunrooms. And I always joke that that's a want product. If there ever was one, you know, we yeah, right. sunroom. So, but it was, you know, in-home sales is pretty much for the most part, uh, it's turned into one call close. So I had to go in and try to sell a $50,000 sunroom in two hours. Mm. So, you, so you learn, um, either you follow the process that they teach you and you close 15%, 20%. Mm -hmm or you do something different. And that's what I decided to do. So then I got to Anderson and 
you know, I became the number one rep for years nationally. Um, just doing the things that, that I have in my book, which is, you know, getting rid of the script, being a human being rather than a salesperson and all the mm -hmm. stuff that, that, you know, um, that I talk about body language, I know we will chat about being one of them. So, yeah. So, uh, you know, the, that's an interesting one, the, the body language. Um, there's there's statistics around like, how how much communication is is like nonverbal versus verbal and 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 there's just so much to it but there's not a lot of uh, I don't think there are a lot of resources out there to to learn about it how how did you first kind of discover the importance of body language and what was the process for uh, for learning it and, and and figuring it out well you're right about that there is a ton of resources books and and i think there's a couple of podcasts there's a there's a uh, one of my favorite authors on the subject is joe navarro his former fbi agent uh and you know when he interviewed basically serial killers and and pretty you know uh hardcore criminals it was all body language to them the interview was was body language it, it was 90 percent body language and 10 percent verbal mm. so it was one of those things I just, just like most of my stuff, I, I, I think you just become aware of it. Like you said in your intro, you're, you, you, you kind of like, Oh, what's mirroring. And I, I read that somewhere on the, in a magazine one day sitting in a doctor's office or something mm -hmm. like you start mm -hmm. becoming aware of it. So I started doing my research and really became fascinated with the, with the topic. What I realized was all of these books, they teach the concepts and they teach you how to, even my book, they, they tell you what to do. But if you don't go out and do it, if you don't go out and practice it, it doesn't mean anything. Mm -hmm. And body language is all about practice. It's about, okay, today I'm going to simply concentrate on my customer's lips. And that's what mm -hmm. I'm going to do for this mm -hmm. week. And then you get used to the nuances. Because once you start realizing or watching for a specific thing or just paying attention, you get good at it. And one of my favorite things to do was I would just go, you know, on a weekend, I'd go sit in a mall or I'd be at a bar and, and, and watching couples and you just pretend like, all right, why is she doing that? Why is she crossing her leg that way? Why, where is her body leaning? And mm -hmm. you start to realize based on conversation that they're having. And then, it, then you start paying attention to people that you're actually speaking to and realizing that the body language is not matching what they're saying, or it is matching. So it takes a lot of practice, but you need to learn the basics first, the foundation mm -hmm. of it, and then you mm -hmm. can go from there. So I don't even talk about mirroring in my book because I think what it does is it, it, it brings on a second level where people are trying to mirror and then they're actually getting, they're tripping over their own feet because they're concentrating too much oh, on what they're doing. So, yeah, but yeah, so it, it really becomes, um, you know, I, I would encourage people to, to, to start doing some research but practice is, is the number one thing. Otherwise it doesn't matter. Yeah. So what is the, what's, what's kind of the, the major concept behind body language? Like, how does it, how does it work? What am I looking for? Well, body language itself is, is there, like you said at the beginning, there's a ton of studies that talk about what percentage of communication is nonverbal versus verbal versus, you know, uh, all these different things. And it's anywhere between 70 and 78% of, of language is nonverbal, which is mm. shocking. Meaning that almost 80% of the time, the body is not paying, the person is not paying attention to what you're saying. They're, they're registering your body. Mm. But here's the fascinating thing. They don't know they're registering their body. Mm -hmm. And if you, you, you're, you, you ever talk to someone and you just get this feeling like, are they, are they mad at me? 
Are they not mad mm-hmm. at me? Are they having a good time? And it's mm-hmm. the same in a sales situation. So how do I know what I'm feeling? How can I actually confirm what I'm feeling by looking at their body language? Mm. And that's, that's what it does. So you can um, like you can have a conversation like you're you're a father. So you, you can have a conversation and you read your body language of your kids all the time. That's mm-hmm. what you're doing, because what it comes out of their mouth usually is 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 they're lying or they're or they're making <laughs> something up. Or, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you get to learn your kids body language. And it's the same thing with your customers. See, that's the thing about body language resources is. There's a ton of stuff out there like, you know, Joe Navarro can tell me all this stuff about interviewing a serial killer. But what if I'm sitting in a kitchen with an old couple who wants to, you know, paint their house? Yeah. What about their body language? And you'll notice as you start practicing, the body language will start in a certain place because they don't want to be sold to. They don't want to talk mm-hmm. to a salesperson or a contractor. Mm-hmm. And if it shifts to where the where you start seeing positive signals of body language, then, you know, as a as the owner of your company, you're doing a good job. Hmm. But what happens over in the, in the past is especially in sales, salespeople don't pay attention. So they just go through their shtick. They go through their, their pitch or what they think they need to say. And that body language never changes that rigidness or whatever you're seeing. And they just keep plowing ahead because they're completely ignoring it. And then all of a sudden they're like, wow, where did, where did the objections come from? How come I got all these objections? Yeah. Got objections because you weren't paying attention to the customer. Right. So what are the what are some of the first signs that we should look out for that we're uh, that we're kind of losing the customer? The very first sign you will see when you go up to a door is you'll see a polite smile. You'll see a fake smile. Mm -hmm. Now, here's before I answer that question, I'll tell you I'll tell you something that's fascinating about body language. There's three sections of the body that you're going to be looking at that you can break into, into pieces when you're looking. It's the face, mm-hmm. the torso with the um, arms and hands, so the middle part, then the legs and feet. Now, I always ask this question during one of my talks. What do you think out of those three components is the most accurate to read, like telling you the truth most of the time? Mm. What would you think? Well, I mean, you read my book, so yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I did. So, so I'm not going to cheat. Well, maybe I will. But I think I would. my instinct would say the face but right. I think that you're going to tell me the feet. Correct. So everyone's instinct is, well, it's the face. You got to watch the face. The face is actually the least accurate because the face can be manipulated. Mm-hmm. People can give you a fake smile or a real smile or make this make a funny face. And it could be contradictory to what they're actually feeling. Mm-hmm. So the feet are actually the most accurate. And I won't get into that right now. But so so going back to the face, when you walk up to the door and people you know, say hello, that is not a real smile 90% of the time. It's mm. someone being polite. It's like the, I call it the, uh, the high school yearbook smile. You, mm-hmm. know, you sit down, the, 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 the photographer says, smile. What do you do? You, you smile. It's a fake smile. Yeah. But a fake smile doesn't have wrinkles on the side of your eyes. And it sort of goes back instead of up. Mm. What you want to do is turn that smile into a real smile. So at some point during your conversation, when they start smiling genuinely, when their mm-hmm. eyes do crinkle and their smile goes toward toward the ears a little bit, then you know you're doing a good job. So that's mm. the first thing I tell sales reps is be aware you're going to get the fake smile and register it. Don't just, mm-hmm. just say, okay, there's a fake smile. Register what it looks like because then when it changes to the real smile, you know you're doing a good job. So that would be yeah. number one for me. Now, now Alan, depending on um, where you live and, and what version of reality you subscribe to, 
you're you might be going into a house where you're wearing a face mask yeah and the other person is as well um how do you, how do how do you how do you know i mean you can't see them smiling well here's the thing when you when when you're talking to someone wearing a face mask and you can't tell if they're smiling they're just being polite they might be smiling but it's a but it's a polite smile they they're 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 projecting or they thinking i'm smiling but they're covering in a face mask when mm-hmm. you see those eyes crinkle and mm-hmm. i have examples of this then you know you've got it you, you you're doing really well when the eyes crinkle Mm-hmm. Then it's a real smile. And you can even tell that with a face mask. When you don't see anything going on, you yeah. see their eyes and, they, and you think there might be a smile. You said a joke and they're like, did they laugh at that or not? Yeah. Um, that means that they didn't laugh at your joke, but they probably gave you a polite smile. So watch those eyes with, with, the, uh, with the face mask. It, it's a great question because I have a whole section about this is in the world of COVID, what, what do we need to look for? And that's when you really have to shift your focus from the face to the body because the face is, is, is telling you even less than it would have told you to, uh, to begin with. I see. So, so they're fake. So, so if they're fake smiling, there's no crinkle. If they're mm-hmm. real smiling, there is a, there's, there's a crinkle. Um, and, and, and maybe, maybe I've got the fake smile going, maybe I'm getting to the point, but what, but what about when it starts to go side? Like, how do I know that they're really like being turned off by what, we're putting out there and and you know in painting honestly the the objections um you know are usually surrounding price or timing i think it's yeah. usually usually what you know the the the, the hurdles that you, you that you often can't overcome are we're just way too expensive or we are booked out too far the other guy can do it for cheaper the other guy can get it in sooner um but i think that you can tell I think that those are just kind of surface level things. I think that you, I think that people, if they really, really liked you and really trusted you, that they'd be willing to wait and they'd be willing to pay more. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you're not going to be able to hang on to them to that point if the conversation is already going going sideways and you're already losing them. So what? Yeah, and you know what I mean. Yeah, and and. Sometimes, I mean, normally conversations like, you know, sideways to me, you know, you get into the realm of they're actually mad at you. I don't, I don't think many of, of painting contractors are getting people mad at them, but I think that they're losing people because they're not tapping into why they're there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, here's a quick non-body language sales tip. Use the term, imagine if, use the term, have, have the client imagine what it would be like for their house to be the color they want Mm. actually say the word so imagine what your house would look like if it has this beautiful royal blue you want to you want to paint it with with white trim just i even said to people in the past for the sunrooms close your eyes and imagine sitting in your backyard with a cup of coffee looking at um, some deer in the morning in your brand new beautiful sunroom Mm. that has so much more weight to it than well, let me show you the colors. This is Sherman William. This paint will last 15 years and we've got 25 different colors and it comes with a 10 year warranty and we can be out here in four weeks. There's no emotion to that. That's just facts. And there's, there's just boring. And all they're thinking about is the price. So there's a whole mm-hmm. layer of how to set up pricing and everything. But if you use the term, imagine if put people in the place of where they want to be, imagine where they want to be. You're, you're there for a reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Imagine this beautiful kitchen painted in, in, in that color you want. 
now they're relaxing and they're thinking about it and, and it builds your value immediately. Mm -hmm. And then when you say something like that, you can look at their body language. Did they become relaxed? Did they relax their hands or they, are they still tense? You know, cause you're going to watch hands. You're going to watch if you're having a conversation, are they touching their ear? Are they touching their nose? Are they rubbing the back of their neck? Those are all negative facial, uh, ne negative facial touching expressions. Mm -hmm. So there's things again, you can watch for when you're talking and here's the other thing. If you get a sense, don't ignore your own senses. If you get a sense that they're not really paying attention or they're nervous or you said something that, I don't know, sent them sideways or whatever it is, stop the conversation and ask them if they're okay. Mm. See, what sales reps do is they'll just plow through. The, they, they may even have a sense that... <clears throat> Well, they don't really want to be hearing about this heat lamp that I'm talking about and the and the and the the, the low E coatings on the glass because I'm mm -hmm. you know, used to sell windows, but they'll just keep going anyway. Mm. It's like they threw a rock at my forehead and it just hit me and I just kept going. That, that's what that's mm. like. Like if mm -hmm. you don't pay attention to something like that. So if you see or sense anything, I've I've done this a million times. I would stop and say, Everything okay? You, you am I is everything make sense right now? And you give them a chance to breathe. Mm. You give them a chance to breathe or you can say something. Let me tell you why I say that. That's a that's a transition phrase that gives your brain and their brain a, a chance to pause. So body language is critical because once you see and feel something, mm -hmm. you cannot ignore it. And what and you'll be amazed if you actually bring it up, if you actually say what's wrong or is everything OK, they will tell you. Or they will take a breath and they'll say, you know what? Mm -hmm. I don't really, I don't really care about the glass. Mm, you don't mm -hmm. mind. Mm -hmm. I don't really care that your paint's going to last 15 years. I just want my house to look good. Yeah. Right. You know, if I could say anything today is don't ignore, you know, the, the, the term that your gut feeling is, is not a, a casual term. Mm. It's there for a reason. When you sense something, we're trained and just keep going. Don't keep going. Stop and acknowledge it. Yeah, very good. Very good. So, you know, the, the the inverse of my last question of what sign should we be recognizing when something's going, you know, off the off the rail, not like, you know, they're yeah, getting know mad, but we're losing them. Right. How do we know that they're into it? So there's yeah. So the, I, I talk a lot about the negative stuff you should be uh, aware of and there's positive stuff, too. And and one of them really is the is the is the genuine smile. Number one. Um Leaning in, if they're really leaning into you, um, mm -hmm. that's good. It also depends on the position you are when you're talking to them. Are you standing? Are you sitting? Are you at a table? Are you in your living room? Another piece of advice I would give is try to get into their living room or den area rather than the kitchen table or the dining room table because those feel much more business-like and, and transactional when you're sitting at a table. It's almost like you're signing your tax documents. Mm. Get casual, get relaxed, sit in, sit in the living room. And when you sit in the living room, they're more comfortable because that's their comfortable spot in their house. Mm -hmm. If they're allowing you to do it, they're showing you that they're comfortable with you enough to mm -hmm. do that. Mm -hmm. And then you can actually watch their whole body, especially mm -hmm. their feet. So when they're in their living room and they, they can either lean forward and listen to you, or if they're relaxed and they're, and they're just sitting back and they cross their legs, they cross their feet at their ankles, 
that's a very good relaxed position. And that's a good sign that, that they really like what you're saying. So, mm. and I know at some point you'll have to get over and show them colors and swatches and things like that. Um, and then sometimes you can move to the table, but that initial conversation should always try to take place in a very casual way in their living room. And, yeah. and then you can actually watch their whole body. Yeah. So there's a you lot know, of positive things to look for. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. And, and I think that's difficult because I, I, in my experience, at least, I think the homeowner, their natural tendency is to go to the kitchen table. Like that, oh, yeah. if, they, if they were to make a suggestion, they would say, let's go to the, should we go to the kitchen table? And, you know, and I'm, and I'm the kind of person where I'm just like, yeah, sure. That's, you know, like, let's get it. How, how would I, how, how should I go about like just getting them to the living room? You know, it, it, it's something that it, it's not critical. Um, and if someone says here, let's sit here, that's fine. But if they offer like, where would you like to sit? I'm mm -hmm. like, right here, because you're normally standing in the living room. Usually when you walk in the house anyway, like right here is fine. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't mind kitchen counters because you can, they're kind of open. They're not as, mm -hmm. as transactional as a table. So I wouldn't be, I wouldn't, you know, stress over it. If you're at the table, you can still watch them lean in or, or watch their hands and how they're touching their face and stuff. So, but if they give you an option, you try to recommend, you know, this is very comfortable. This looks, looks nice. Would you want to sit in your living room? Mm -hmm. And sometimes they'll, you know, usually they'll say yes. But if they direct you right to the table, then that's fine. You're just going to follow okay. them. You're not going to fight yeah. with them right away. So sure. Is uh, is sitting preferred to standing? Yeah. So I, I'm assuming from a painting standpoint, and and this happened a lot with windows and doors, is they're gonna they're, they're gonna walk in. They're gonna probably want to take you right right to where they what they want. They want to take you to the rooms that they want done, or or if they want the whole house painted, they may say, "Let's walk around for right you know right away." They want to get to it. Yeah, that's um, generally what I do. Yeah, um, I would I would definitely say you know find out why you're there. You know, just I always have I always would ask the questions. Tell me why I'm here. You know, you know, have them tell you what they want, state their problem that they're having, and then um, and then if they if they say let's go, then just follow them. You let them lead lead the conversation at the beginning. But if they're looking to you for guidance, say you want to sit for a few minutes and then how about we sit right here? And then you kind of just turn into that professional contractor that that they're not expecting. Because you got to remember two things. People don't like to talk to people, hate talking to salespeople and people hate talking to contractors. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, when you look at the top five hated professions from a consumer standpoint, every single year is a survey done. Always in the top three are contractors and and salespeople, so oh, you know man. you guys have the double whammy. You got to overcome yeah. two things, so you have to become the anti salesperson and the anti contractor. And I think from a painting standpoint, they're thinking you know they might get the chuck with the truck, the pickup truck guy that's you know there you know grabbing his paint at Home Depot and throwing on some white pants and here I'm a painter. You want to show right away how professional you are. You're you're not the same typical contractor that's going to spill paint all over the rug. And then you're not going to sell them. You're not going to be the high pressure salespeople that the large painting companies may have. You know, these mm -hmm. large companies, they have sales reps and they go out and they and they teach them how to how to pressure sales, um, mm -hmm. you know, customers. So once you become the anti-contractor, the anti-salesperson, you're halfway home because now they're deep. Now they're taking a deep breath saying, oh, I like this guy. He's not what yeah. I expected. And they're saying that subconsciously and they're, they're showing you with their body. 
Right, right. So, so you're saying that if I if I go in and I'm thinking about trying this, so if I go in and uh, instead of what I usually do, and I and maybe others do this, you know, I I, I really don't know, but yeah, what sure. I usually do is I say, hey, you know, thanks for uh, you know having me over. Um, you want to start by uh, taking me on a tour of and looking at what we're you know going to get done, and then mm-hmm. and we go into the tour. And as I'm walking through with them, um, I'm really doing more of a demonstration of expertise that I'm, a- I'm asking questions about the room, what they want done. I'm highlighting, you know, some of the issues and on the wall and and, you know, asking questions about, you know, uh, the level of quality that they are hoping for. I'm asking questions about, you know, experience and that sort of thing. And I'm doing that in the rooms. And then what I do is uh, I say, okay, uh, like once I have the full tour, I say, okay, I'm going to go around and, and uh, you know, take some measurements and make some calculations and then we'll circle back uh, for a price. And I, and I just bring my, my tablet and I have a little, you know, PDF worksheet that I use and that, you know, helps me come up with a price. And then I go and, and I try to sit down with them either in the living room because you have recommended that to me before. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, often they do suggest the the kitchen table. Sometimes it's a new house and no, there's no furniture. So we're just standing. Right. Um, and that's where I try to that's where I kind of go over the pricing and, you know, try to move them towards the sale. Now, I, I will say that this isn't particularly a broken process because, mm-hmm. you know, I probably close over 60 percent, close to mm-hmm. 70. So it's not a broken process, but I know that it could be refined. Um, how would you, how would you change it? It sounds like you're saying maybe start with a conversation in the living room first. How would I change my process? I I think you, you really said it well refined because it sounds like a very good process. Um, but I would, I would definitely, I always used to like to ask the question, tell me why I'm here. You know, Mm -hmm. tell me, you know, because that will tell them that will, you know, they, they may just say, oh, I just want my, I want my bathroom painted. Fine. Okay. But they may say, you know, um, we've had these issues in, in you know, the, the back wall of the house with the sun. I mean, it's just, it's just all my shingles are curling. Boom. They're telling you what's bothering them. Right. Mm. Rather than saying they're just taking you to the back wall of the house. So tell me why I'm here. That will open up the conversation. It also shows them right away that you're interested in why you're there. Okay, not just okay. Let's just go to the project, and you know, I'm here to to, to give you a price. You want to make sure that you're not there just to drop a price. You know, you you get to those houses where you say, yeah, just leave the price in the mailbox, kind of kind of attitude mm-hmm. that they have. So you want to really show right away that you're professional. You're a professional painting contractor, and you're there to solve the the problem. That's why they called you. Um, I do like the fact that you have them take you and show you things. Um. I would, I would, and again, I'm not sure how often you do this. Like you said, you point out some things while you're out there. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Let them do the pointing out as, you know, a little more or, or have them show you the things. And then when you're doing the measuring process, you may want to take pictures with your iPad and say, this is what I saw during my inspection. Ah, Because sometimes when you start pointing out things right away, it's almost like they're, they're, you, you might put up their defense mechanisms because they're like, oh, he's, he's trying to sell me shit already. Oh, because it sounds like I'm nickel and diamond, you know, I'm noticing every, that's going to cost you more. 
Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, oh, I noticed this here. I noticed that there. Don't do that right away. Just say, I'm going to, you know, just have them tell you and just listen. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've been with reps, especially in Windows, like, oh, my God, look at this window. It doesn't go up. Well, no crap. It doesn't. That's why I'm there. They know it doesn't go up. But once you start, yeah. saying, oh, look at this, you know, like, all right, he's he's trying to he's trying to sell me. He's trying to bump up the price and think, you know, tell me the stuff that I don't already know. I see. So I would be careful with that. I would just okay. really What's be the, the, the advisor for that. I got it. So what's a what's a good way to to draw that out? Because, you know, honestly, uh, you know, I think and, and you and you would you would have to know this from, you know, being being in, in Windows, you know, sometimes you notice things that the homeowner doesn't. Yeah, well, that that's when. So when you, I, I like the fact. So the the fact that you you do you have them um, show you the stuff and you're having a conversation, you're kind of just listening to what they want. You're making some mental notes, um, and then you go back in and you say, you know, I'm I'm gonna why don't you why don't we take a break here? I'm gonna go take some measurements. I'll do I'm just gonna do a real full inspection. And you go do your thing. That's doing two things. One, it's it's getting you a chance to go and really take a look and, and you want to take some pictures of stuff that you saw, but two, now they can talk about you. They mm -hmm. have a breather. They can say, you know, I like this guy. I don't like this guy. They're going to talk themselves into liking you or not. Mm. But what you want to do is you don't necessarily have to have problems, but you want to point out things that other contractors may not necessarily point out. Like let's say that, let's say you're just painting inside walls and there's really not any issues. There's not problems. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe point out, you know, this crown molding right here, you know, you got to be really careful and take some pictures of it. you got to be really careful in painting this because if you just mess up just underneath, you're going to be able to see it from the floor, from the floor level. So you mm -hmm. point out things where your expertise is going to be needed. You know, mm -hmm. these corners here, you got a lot of nooks and crannies here. This is going to be a difficult, you know, where, where this tile comes into the paint. You got, we got to be careful there. You point out these things that you noticed that they may not have thought of. And it become, you become really a super expert now because you're really pointing out these minor details. And it could be something that you'll know in your sleep as the painter, but they don't know as the, as the homeowner. Right, 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 right. So, so you mentioned that, uh, you know, you got to the point where you could do a, a $50,000 project and close it in two hours, mm -hmm. uh, which is, uh, uh, that's, that's crazy. I mean, that's, that's really, that's, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've done it too, whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No big deal. Um, you know, uh, yeah, you know, I've, I've closed some, I've, I've closed some bangers, you know, yeah, on the spot yeah. for sure. Um, but, uh, how do, how do we make sure that, um, that we are perceiving the body language? Cause I, cause I imagine that you would need to know that they are to a certain degree, ready to close because you, you talk about being the anti-salesperson, uh, not being, you know, high pressure. Um, you know, what, what do I, what, how do I know that they are ready to say yes when so much money is on the line for them? Well, I mean, that's a two hour course. That question you just answered there, so <laughs> <laughs> there. um, but you're gonna, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna set them up to expect the price. Number one, I have a whole pricing course on this. You know, you're going to, mm -hmm. you're going to prepare them for the price psychologically. Then you're going to present it in a certain way. So their comfort level is such where they look at that price and they're like, it's exactly what I was expecting. And I'm comfortable with it. And they may not say that, but again, that's where you'll watch body language. Did they get tense? Did they go, or sometimes they could go, Whew, yeah, that's what I was expecting. 
I loved when I heard that, you know, they're like, yeah. Yeah, it's more expensive, but I get it. I understand what I'm paying for. <clears throat> At that point, <clears throat> ask for the sale. It's just like, that's where contractors, like they freeze up themselves. You're like, mm. <clears throat> so that's exactly, yeah, I would say, so it sound, looks like that's who you're expecting. Yeah. That's what I was expecting. Right. When, when you want to get started, I only need a third down. You don't say, you know, would you, you know, like ask for the sale, like, you know, would you like to buy the, you know, would you, you know, we would just simply say, so it sounds great. You would, you know, we can be out here in, in four and a half weeks. I just need a third down. You want to get going and you'd be surprised on how many people just look at each other and say, yeah, let's do it. Or, and this is critical. We walked out the first time to let them talk at the beginning. When you present the pricing, you explain the pricing to them. And then I would normally, especially in a large job, but even smaller jobs, you know, Money's relative. Three thousand dollars to somebody could feel like a hundred thousand dollars. So yeah, sure. I would say, you know what? So I explained everything. Here you go. Here's your options. Always give them options. I'm gonna go run out to my truck and make a phone call. I got to call my daughter. I always told them I had to call someone in my family because it sounds better. I got. I just got to call my daughter at school real quick. I'll be right back. You guys chat about what you want to do. I would actually say you guys chat about what you want to do. Meaning, make mm. a decision whether or not we're gonna do this or not today. Got it. And then I let them talk again. And now they're going to talk them talk. They're going to either say, well, I'm not going to do this today. Or, you know, we want to see, you know, you get the three, the three quotes kind of people and um, come back in and say, so you guys ready to go? You know, any questions? What do you want to do? What do you want to do from here? Yeah. That's good. So that's, that's really how, good. that's how I normally handle. And then there's obviously ways to, de to deal with the anxiety they're feeling of spending $50,000, but yeah, normally you're not going to have $50,000 jobs every day. So, but still sure. whatever they're spending is, is a lot of money yeah. to them, to them, whether it's 2000 right. or 20,000. Yep. Very good. Very good. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Alan, uh, if we want to learn a little bit more about what you're doing, uh, where, where should we go? So it looks like my website's right at the bottom here. It's uh, mm -hmm. allanger.com, A-L and then L-A-N-G-E-R.com. That's my website. Um, I've also um, got a book on Amazon called The Seven Secrets. Here, This is the one that you read, Seven Secrets mm -hmm. of Selling More yeah. by Selling Less. Just typed it into Amazon and you'll find it. And then um, you'll also see um, I have a course on pricing and I don't have the link for that, but if you uh, look on my website, if you want to know how to actually present and prepare someone for a price, because pricing is the number one problem that sales reps have and contractors, mm -hmm. uh, go and take my course. I'll even give the, uh, the P I'm going to give the PCA members a discount. Um, just type awesome. in PCA and you get 30% off of the course. Um, so I'll have that set up for you guys. So, um, and maybe I'll send you the link to Orlando and you can put it in the show notes if you have show notes and stuff. Like yeah, that. absolutely. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Alan, uh, thank you so much for the conversation. Alan will be in Orlando uh, this will. year. And uh, so definitely go to his uh, session. He's going to be hosting some uh, mind melds as well. So um, check those out. And uh, of course, hang out with him at those evening events. Uh, such a good time. Alan, thank you for being on the show. Pleasure as always, Orlando. I'll see you in, uh, see you in Orlando. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. Alan Langer, uh, Seven Secrets to Selling More by Selling Less, author. Uh, great conversation about body language and sales. Uh, got a little bit of critique on my own process. Very appreciative of that. I'm going to, I wrote some notes. I'm going to make some changes. 
We'll see how it goes. Let's let's try to get that closing ratio up just a little bit, or at least get my prices higher, right? Uh, guys, uh, so glad that you have uh, stuck with the show up to this point and are listening. Um, please, please, please do me a favor and uh, subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or SoundCloud, wherever you uh, are. Uh, we are in no danger of getting canceled on this show. Thank you for listening to Paint Ed. Paint Ed podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.